Stop obsessing over these 10 podcasting things. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 281. Thank you for joining me for an episode of the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. As many of us get into podcasting, we often get in with a little bit of a superhero complex, and that's not necessarily a bad thing when you first get in. But what I mean by that is we're doing everything. And because we're doing everything, it's very easy to get a little bit of some obsessive compulsive personality disorder or OCPD, which by the way, is different than OCD. Most of the time we talk about or joke about having OCD, we actually probably mean OCPD, which is a personality disorder, whereas OCD is considered a mental disorder. So it is a significant difference between the two and how that plays out in real life is also a bit different. Uh, And there are some similarities, some differences as well. But I think that we can often obsess over too much and especially obsess over the wrong things, whether we're starting podcasting or we've been podcasting for years, I do think certain areas of obsession tend to go down. That doesn't mean that your passion goes away. That doesn't mean that your ability to create great content goes away. That doesn't mean your enthusiasm goes away. It's just like in marriage, 25 years into a marriage, you may not be that giddy little in love couple that you were when you first started dating. But love now means something much deeper. After working on your marriage and your love and commitment for 25 years, it's now much deeper, much more meaningful, much more connecting than it was 25 years ago. And that's the same thing in podcasting. So starting out, try not to obsess over these things. And wherever you are in your stage of podcasting, stop obsessing over these 10 things. These are number one, launching. Number two, your microphone. Number three, minor distractions. Number four, competition. Number five, negative feedback. Number six, stats. Number seven, making money. Number eight, the latest technologies. Number nine, rankings, ratings, and reviews. And number 10, iTunes or other podcast directory listings. If you want to follow along in the show notes for this episode, as well as tweet some of these certain poll quotes that I've made for you in case some of these resonate with you, then please go to the show notes for episode 281 at theaudacitypodcast.com slash stop obsessing. Let's dig into this in more detail. Number one, launching. Yes, your launch is important. I think it is good to make a, quote, big splash, unquote, when you launch a new podcast. But I think too many people focus too much on the size of the, using the metaphor here, the size of the splash, and not enough on what they're actually throwing into the water. Just think about that metaphor for a moment. If you want to make a big splash, then throw something big into the water that's big enough, heavy enough to make a big splash. If you throw in a tiny little meaningless thing into the water, 
it's not going to make a big splash. So if you want a bigger splash, make something bigger and better so that it makes a big splash of its own. You'll see some of the supposed experts overhype the importance of iTunes new and noteworthy, getting reviews, building a launch team, and having a specific launch day. Now, please understand me. None of these things are bad in and of themselves. And each of them do have their place in helping you launch a podcast, helping you grow the podcast, and each of them can help your podcast in different ways. But what you often hear is these marketeers who will overhype the importance of these things and make it so that your launch day is when you invest all of this effort into this one day to make this really big splash, but they don't talk much about what comes after that. What's after episode one? What's after new and noteworthy? What happens if you don't make a big splash? What happens if you can't connect with that massive audience that they're able to connect with in some reason or another? And by the way, that's a big reason why I created Podcaster Society at podcastersociety.com. It's for you after episode one. So it's not about launching your podcast. It's about improving, making it better, making the connection with your audience deeper, growing your audience beyond that initial launch phase. But the amount of work that you put into obsessing over all of these launch things, like trying to get into iTunes Noteworthy, building a launch team, building your email list, having a certain number of episodes when you launch, again, all okay, decent things. But when you obsess over those and you put so much time in them, You could be investing your time or wasting your time on the wrong thing. I think that if you took that same amount of time and energy and invested it into going where your ideal audience is and building rapport there with them and creating and fostering relationships, getting to know the community, making better content that will appeal directly to them. I think that will have far bigger returns for the success of your podcast and creating a loyal following than investing all of your time and energy into trying to show up in iTunes new and noteworthy. If you just want to show up, get Photoshop, Canva, anything like that. Take a screenshot, put your cover art there, and it has about the same amount of tangible success and influence over your podcast just to get a screenshot. There are, yes, benefits to some of these launch things, but the main point is stop obsessing over your podcast launch. That's number one. Number two, stop obsessing over your podcasting microphone. Quote, I listen to the podcast only because they have a great microphone, unquote. Said no one ever. At the foundational level, the purpose of a microphone is for people to be able to hear and understand you. Decent and understood is better than perfect and never launched. I understand that you may want to sound your best. You may have even certain conditions like personal conditions or environmental conditions that make finding the right microphone more difficult and more important for your specific situation. But you must remember that you are your worst critic. And your audience won't care so much about the difference between different microphones with your voice as long as they can hear you and understand you. Because if they can't hear you and understand you, they can't consume the content, their lives can't be influenced by your message. And isn't that what you want to do? Influence people with your message? So please stop obsessing over your podcasting microphone. 
Even a cheap microphone can sound good if you know how to use it and how to edit and process the audio properly. You don't have to have a $500 microphone setup. You could get by with a less expensive microphone and still have just as much impact on the world. That's number two. Stop obsessing over your podcasting microphone. Number three, minor distractions. Outside noise, a bump on your microphone, a mispronounced word, or a verbal crutch, these can all be distractions for you or your audience, but they don't have to be distractions. In fact, your audience will probably notice it less than you do, especially if you don't acknowledge it. This was something I learned in playing the piano in public. I've got some piano and music background, and what my teachers would tell me is, if you mess up, Don't try and fix it. Just keep going. Because after all, most of the audience may not even know how to read music, let alone how this specific song is supposed to go. And especially today with the way that modern music goes, you can have whatever kind of amount of dissonance in your music and people might still accept it. But that point aside, people may not recognize that you messed up on something. Yes, there are times to fix something so that people get the correct information. Maybe you stated a fact wrongly, and you know you stated it wrongly, so you need to correct yourself. That could be edited, or you may just let your correction remain in the audio, depending on how you want to work on this. But the point is to avoid obsessing over those minor distractions, the stuff that doesn't actually prevent you from being heard or understood. Think of it this way. Holding a crying baby in your arms while you're podcasting is not a minor distraction. That's a major distraction because when a baby is crying right there next to your microphone, people will not be able to hear and understand you. But the lawnmower outside of your house, outside of your window, while you may hear it and your audience may hear it, emphasis on may hear it, it's probably not preventing them from hearing and understanding your message that you want to share with them. And thus, you might not have to acknowledge it or try to fix it at all. In my new office space, since I moved out of my house for my business and started renting an office space about a year ago now, I do have constant traffic noise outside of my window because I am near a major interstate. And I'm not right next to the interstate. I chose an office location that was as far away as I could be but I do still get traffic noise. And if I put my microphone right next to the window and I was using a condenser microphone and an omnidirectional microphone and I have no treatment whatsoever in my office, yes, you would hear the traffic noise, but you would hear my voice much more prominently over that. Now, even right now, I hear the traffic noise. You don't. Even if I turn off my compressor limiter gate, you would not hear the traffic noise. And even if you did, and there have been a couple times where maybe there's a loud truck that passes by on the interstate and it makes some weird noise that's in the background, it's barely noticeable. I could even run my air conditioner here in my office, which I always turn it off while I'm recording so I get as clean as possible of a recording as I can. But if I was running it, yes, you would hear it in the background. And especially if my compressor limiter gate is having the gate open and close back and forth with that air conditioner, it might be a little more noticeable, but it wouldn't prevent you from hearing and understanding the content. So yes, there are plenty of things you can do to improve the quality of your audio and plenty of ways that you can reduce or maybe even completely eliminate those distractions. But don't make your distraction 
your audience's distraction. And don't let those minor distractions prevent you from communicating your passion and changing the world with your message. So this is number three, stop obsessing over minor podcasting distractions. Number four, competition. No matter your niche, you will have competition at some point. But competitive rivalry is based more in your beliefs than in actual reality. And I've struggled with rivalry many times before, and sometimes I still do today. I would sometimes seethe while listening to a competitor podcast in whatever industry I was in and being critical about everything they say and how they say it. I would want to go and attack their success. I would want to write nasty iTunes reviews. I would want to expose their flaws and complain about them publicly. This all sounds disgusting, doesn't it? And I totally agree. Those times when I would let the competition turn into rivalry for me, I would get disgusting in my mind with thoughts of how I could beat the competition. Now, I wouldn't act on those things, or for the most part, I wouldn't. But it's still there. There's still that ugliness that sometimes creeps its head into my mind. I have to push that out. And you need to remember, there will always be competition, maybe even copycats, especially if you were first. But obsessing over competition will do nothing to inspire your audience. And instead of letting competition eat away at you or the thought, the rivalry eat away at your success and your passion, look for ways that you can collaborate with your competition. I've done an episode about that before, and I link to that in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash stop obsessing. So this is number four, stop obsessing over podcasting competition. Number five, negative feedback. If you haven't received negative feedback, wait, you'll get your chance. Don't worry about it. It's coming. Negative feedback can hurt. Yes, it can hurt your pride. It can hurt your feelings. It can even, depending on how you handle that negative feedback, hurt your passions. So first of all, learn how to handle negative feedback. I've done an episode about that previously. It's linked in the show notes for this episode. Sometimes the negativity comes from a negative life. Hateful people write hateful things. Sometimes the negativity comes from someone who isn't your ideal audience anyway. Sometimes the negativity comes from someone you can't win back no matter how you change. And often the negativity comes from the minority. Now, there may be cases where you get certain negative feedback. And remember, just because they're criticizing something in your podcast doesn't mean it's actually negative because criticism can be positive. For me to say, hey, you're doing something wrong or you're hurting people here or you're doing something unjust, that's not hate. That's actually a form of love to point out the wrongs that someone else is doing. So don't see any kind of criticism as negative. But See it as an opportunity. And it's not worthless, even if it's coming from a minority of your audience. And I'm not saying minority as an ethnic minority or anything like that, but a small portion of your audience that's sending negative feedback. That's not worthless. You can learn great things from it. You can discover weak spots you may not have seen in yourself. But when you obsess over your negative feedback, you're only beating yourself up. 
Plus, you may be trying to change yourself or your podcast for a very small number of people who, and this might be the kicker for you, may have already left your podcast. So if you change based on their feedback, they may be gone. They may not care about that change. You lost them. You don't have to try to win them back. Instead, improve things for the people you already have. So when you see that feedback that says, oh, this podcast is horrible because such and such, I'm unsubscribing right now. Don't listen to this podcast. Don't try and change for that person. Your podcast wasn't for them anyway. Change for the people you have, your audience that you do reach. They may not send you as much positive feedback as they are thinking, but change for them. Improve for them. Stop obsessing over negative podcast feedback. That's number five. Number six, stats. Let's be honest. How many times have you parked your browser on your podcast stats page and hit refresh every few minutes? I sometimes do this with other stats, whether it be my emails, I want to see the open rates, I want to see unsubscribe notifications. It could be aspects of my business, new customers to Podcaster Society or my podcast reviews or something else like that. It's certainly wonderful to see your podcast spreading. But remember that stats are merely numbers. Instead of trying to get those numbers up, what if you spent the same amount of time refreshing your feedback inboxes or building relationships with your audience? Then 10 close relationships would be far more mutually valuable than 10,000 passively disconnected followers. Number six, stop obsessing over your podcast stats. Focus on relationships instead. Number seven, making money. It's not often that people start a hobby with hopes or expectations to monetize. Yes, it is possible, certainly in exchangeable hobbies like collecting or valuables, that kind of thing. But if you're podcasting for business, profit is absolutely important. But obsessing over monetary profit, regardless of why you're podcasting, will never lead to success. Consider some of the greatest tech companies today, Apple, Google, Microsoft, many others. We know these companies not because of their income, but because of what they offer, the difference they're making, the products they create, and how those products make us feel, how those products change our lives. Sometimes we don't even think about the price of the products. It's the, the little meme, shut up and take my money. Because that's what these companies build. They're not in this only for the money. They're in this because they want to change the world. And earning income along the way certainly helps. It enables them to do things too. It's a measurement of the impact they're making. Think of it this way. Obsess over giving instead of getting. Stop obsessing over making money podcasting. That's number seven. Number eight the latest technologies. Oh, how we love our podcasting toys. Microphones, mixers, cameras, processors, apps, and much more. I'm sure we could easily spend our entire incomes on nothing but podcasting technologies. There's certainly a place for upgrading your podcasting tools or buying new things. And I've done an episode before about when to upgrade your podcasting tools. A link is in the show notes for this episode. But chasing the latest technologies is like a puppy chasing a butterfly. It really doesn't accomplish much. If you build your entire platform on the tool, 
instead of using the tool to build your own platform, your empire could collapse literally overnight. Think of many different tools that have been out there that were hugely popular in their day, and many of them literally overnight shut down. So these people who say, oh, I'm big on such and such platform, well, when that platform's gone, that means they're not big anymore. That means they have no more audience. Their empire could collapse entirely. Build your own platform. I have an image, and I put this in the show notes in case you want to retweet this image. It says, don't build your platform on the tools. Use the tools to build your platform. Whether that be live streaming, it be some kind of plugin or a tool or an app or a directory or some kind of thing like that, use it to build a platform that then can transcend the tools that are available. Instead of building your platform on the tools, and then when the tools change, they break, they stop, you lose your platform. Stop obsessing over the latest podcasting technologies. That's number eight. Number nine. Rankings, ratings, and reviews. You hear it often, and maybe you do it yourself. Podcasters love ranking better and getting ratings and reviews, so they ask quite frequently. And certainly I enjoy and do benefit from those ratings and reviews as well. And I use mypodcastreviews.com to see all of my international podcast reviews. But the truth many people, especially the marketeers, don't realize is that these things don't work the way they think they do. Ratings and reviews do not affect your ranking in most of these platforms. The iTunes New Noteworthy section is not a ranking system. There is no number one. Yes, there's an upper left position, but that means nothing in relation to the lower right position. It's just that's where Apple put you. And these things don't have the power many people ascribe to them. In fact, sometimes ascribe more power to these things outside of their control then they ascribe power to the influence they have, the stuff that is in their control. Yes, ratings and reviews are good for some things, like getting to know your audience or building social proof. And I've done an episode recently about what effect ratings and reviews do have. And I have a link to that in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash stop obsessing. In fact, there is an opportunity where your reviews can help you even more, and that is to get an award with the International Podcast Day Gratitude Award for 2016. We're awarding the podcast that has the greatest spread of global podcast reviews. So if you think that's for you, then register over at internationalpodcastday.com slash gratitude and look for ways that you can celebrate International Podcast Day too. It's September 30th every year. And I'm really looking forward to that this year. I'm even going to do a little meetup with my local podcasters. Remember this, podcast rankings, ratings, and reviews are more of a reward and an indication of what you're doing well. They're not the actual cause for your success. So stop obsessing over your iTunes podcast rankings, ratings, and reviews. That's number nine. And number 10, speaking of iTunes, iTunes and directory listing. An amazing thing about podcasting is how it opens many doors for you to list and even syndicate your content through hundreds of popular apps and directories. And you can see a bunch of these over at podcastplaces.com. That's the site I created to help you discover everywhere you and your podcast should be. 
each app and podcast directory does have its own uniqueness and popularity and rankings and stuff like that. But iTunes does still dominate. That's iTunes on the desktop and the Apple podcast app for mobile devices. I see many podcasters obsess over their directory listing. It could be that their podcast search engine optimization or SEO isn't working as well as they expected. Maybe they aren't listed as highly as they thought they would when you enter a certain search or their listing isn't showing the correct information or it's not displaying in the way that they want or, and this happens, it seems every single week, their latest episode hasn't displayed in their podcast listing yet. Don't panic. I did an episode recently about how to fix your iTunes podcast problems if there are problems. The link to that is in the show notes for this episode. But you shouldn't obsess over these things. As long as you can download your own episodes when you're subscribed to your own podcast, then your audience probably can too. So there's really no reason to panic over that and obsess over your iTunes podcast listing or update issues. Stop obsessing over that, please. That's number 10. Again, these 10 things you should stop obsessing over are in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash stop obsessing. And they're number one, launching. Number two, your microphone. Number three, minor distractions. Number four, competition. Number five, negative feedback. Number six, stats. Number seven, making money. Number eight, the latest technologies. Number nine, rankings, ratings, and reviews. And number 10, iTunes slash directory listing. Now, I want to hear from you. What podcasting things have you wrongly obsessed over? Or maybe right now you're struggling and you feel like you're obsessing over the wrong thing. And if you're in that place right now where you are struggling with your podcast, it could be you're obsessing on the wrong things. It could be you think you need to obsess on certain things to grow your podcast that you've already launched. I would love to help you. Now, the way that I've set up to be able to help you and many other podcasters and connect you with other podcasters who are also wanting to grow and improve their podcasts is podcasterssociety.com. That's our special membership community that when you join, you get access to all kinds of great tutorials and features and courses and the stuff that'll help you improve your podcast. But what's even more important than those tutorials, and there are some great ones available now, some ones I recently created, like how to make geolocation targeted redirects, like I talked about in the last episode. There's a tutorial for that in Podcaster Society and some other really cool stuff. But besides the tutorials and those resources, the community is where the real value is, connecting with other podcasters who are maybe struggling with the same things you are, or maybe they're simply one step ahead of you and they can share and say, hey, watch out for that step, or here's what I suggest you do on that step. We connect with each other in real time through a private Slack team. So we have real-time communication through our mobile devices, through our desktops, through our browsers. We do weekly webinars. We connect, encourage, and challenge each other. And in fact, this week, we're doing a podcast evaluation of one of the members. And this is something we do each month where a member is randomly selected. They submit an episode. They tell us a little bit about their podcast, what they think they're doing well, where they're struggling, what their goals are for their podcast. And then we listen to an episode they've provided and give them feedback, pointed direct feedback. And from that, the other podcasters in Podcaster Society also learn. They can realize, oh, I'm making that same mistake or, oh, that's working really well for him. I want to try that. Or, oh, she did that thing. I never thought of trying that before. It's a great way to be inspired, 
to connect with other podcasters, check it out at podcasterssociety.com. And I'd like to hear from you. What things have you obsessed over in podcasting? Comment on the show notes for this episode at the audacity to podcast.com slash stop obsessing. Special thanks to Inyan Efyan from the Inyan Efyan show who said in a kind iTunes review for the Audacity to Podcast, good information and well organized. I just started listening to the Audacity to Podcast and the way each episode is organized around a theme and the consistent way information is makes it a good resource. I like the recent stories on ideas and things to do to improve your podcast and have picked up a few tips like using TV exposure to improve your chances with sponsors. I will be incorporating tips from this podcast into my podcast, The Inyang Efyan Show, over at inyangefyan.com. Now, I know that might be hard enough to pronounce, let alone spell, so I have a link to his podcast in the show notes, and this is something new I want to do. Whenever you leave a review for the Audacity to Podcast, make sure you mention the name of your podcast because I want to share a sample of that podcast with the rest of the listeners. So here's a sample of the Inyang Efyong Show. This is the Inyang Efyong Show, episode nine. Welcome to the Inyang Efyong Show, the podcast about innovations, events, and the people making it all happen around Nigeria and West Africa. This podcast brings you interviews with people behind the news the movers at organizations, and commentary on situations and topics. Come right in and let's go on the journey to discover the best Nigerian West Africa has to offer. I love the impact that they're making with this podcast and highlighting Nigeria and West African things and the influence that this can have to not only share this with that audience and those who are most concerned in that area, but also how this can share messages with the world. What's going on in these places? and changing the world for the better because they're sharing their messages that they are passionate about sharing. So if you're interested, check out that podcast. It's in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash stop obsessing. I was recently on a couple podcasts I want to share with you. On New Media Show with Todd Cochran, we talked about the new IAB podcast metrics guidelines, as well as some other great things about the podcasting industry, and including Overcast, now having ads inside of the Overcast app and some of the uh, conditions to that. Also some advice about your feedback phone number for your podcast and more that's going on in the podcasting industry. And I was on Podcasters Roundtable recently and we were talking about podcasting workflow. So check out those links in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitytopodcast.com slash stopobsessing. I'm really excited about what's going on inside of Podcaster Society, and I would love for you to be part of that. Go to podcasterssociety.com to join. I highly recommend that you join as an annual member because then that gives you access to extra cool things and some bonuses on top of that. Plus, you get to save a bunch of money too if you join there. Hey, and thanks for contributing to the Messengers podcast documentary. Last I checked, they were at 107% of their flexible goal, and that's the bare minimums they need for this great podcast documentary. I love what they're doing. I'm really looking forward to seeing that at the PodFest US conference in Florida in February 2017. It's some great stuff going into it. Check it out. I have a link in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash Stop obsessing. 
Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions, finding success, and stop obsessing. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the AudacityToPodcast.com. Thanks for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.